Hey Siri, play Social Geek Radio. Okay, Social Geek Radio podcast coming up. Hello, geeks, and welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and social media conciliary. Today's guest is Jana Bailey of FranNet, and today's episode is brought to you by Consumer Fusion and One Up Web. Social Geek Radio is also a proud supporter of the International Franchise Association's VetFran program. For nearly 30 years, VetFran has been the bridge between the franchise and veteran communities, educating veterans about entrepreneurship, encouraging franchisors to commit to veterans, and advocating for veteran franchisees. The program has nearly 600 corporate members and operates a national network of veteran franchisees supported by public and private sector partners. Learn more at vetfran.org. Jana Bailey is the CEO of FranNet and is one of my favorite people to see at some recent franchise conferences. She's also the host of a new podcast called Just Jana. Hey, Jana, how are you this morning? I'm great, Jack. How are you this morning? I am doing great. I'm better now that I'm talking to you. Thanks for joining me. Um, I want to ask you about this new podcast in a few minutes, but just in case any of our listeners are are new to the franchising space and they're not that familiar with FranNet yet, give us a little bit of background first about yourself, and then we'll talk about FranNet. All right. Well, I'm originally from a small town in Western Kentucky, Paducah, Kentucky, Um, I've been in the Louisville area now for 33 years, and that's where FranNet is currently headquartered. So um, my background, I was a banker for 18 years before finding my way to the franchise industry, and I've now been in the franchise industry over 20 years. I didn't think I'd ever be anywhere longer (laughs) than banking, but it's now happened. Um, 15 years with FranNet. I am currently the CEO of FranNet, and of course, we are a matchmaker, if you really want to boil it down. We match people who are interested in going into business with franchise concepts that meet their goals, their skills, their budget, Um, and we take them through a very detailed process to get there. It's not, you know, how much do you have to spend? Here's five concepts. So we really, I talk about, we get in their head and their heart. Um, We've got offices throughout the U.S. and Canada. We're a 32-year-old company, and we have national relationships with SCORE and the Small Business Development Centers, outplacements throughout the country, as well as several veteran groups. And I guess I'm most proud of that because that speaks to the integrity of our organization and the processes that we're not salesy, we're more educational and consulting. Yeah, I've I've noticed that recently as I've really been taking a dive into some of the organizations in the space that um, I, I know you have a relationship just through the podcast. I heard this the other day with uh, someone at Challenger Gray and Christmas, and yes. you have relationships with veteran organizations, and it isn't just let's go to an expo and set up a table and try to sell things. You really have Um, sort of, you know, built deep relationships into these organizations that I think other people in franchising probably haven't thought about. Well, and if they do, I hope the doors 
shut tight enough around our relationship, they can't get in. Um, and, and I do. One of the things I tell people is, you know, I was with a hair care company before FranNet, and I couldn't have gotten into SCORE or small business development uh, organizations because I would have been walking in with a hair care franchise to sell. That was yeah. all I brought to the table. Yeah. Yeah. And FranNet comes in with such a different offering. We educate. And if people want to learn more about franchising, hey, we're available, but we lead with the education piece, knowing that, you know, you plant a lot of seeds and very few will ever take root, but that's okay because a lot of them shouldn't. There's a lot of people that don't have any business pursuing business ownership. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think doing those folks a favor and not selling them something that they really can't afford and will probably fail at um, is, is just good business in the long term, as well as being the right thing to do. Agree. And of course, our model is so unique in that our people are franchisees themselves. Yeah. So they live and work in the territory in which they are placing franchisees. Yeah, you that's a very unique thing that. with with consultants, right? I, I don't know of anyone else who has, has set up that model where the consultants and, and the folks out in the field, they're actually franchisees themselves. I love that idea. Well, and it speaks to the integrity they bring. For example, FranNet's got like five second generation um, franchise, FranNetters. Wow. And we wow. have two sets of brothers. You don't get that kind of roots in a market if you're not doing the right things. You know, if you were just placing people left and right and selling them whatever was hot and moving on to something else, your reputation would be ruined in a very short amount of time. Yeah, I would also guess that you have some Fran netters out there who've been with you for quite a number of years, whereas some other uh, groups may have, oh, let's call them hired guns who come in for a year and a half and then go on to the next one, right? But if they if they actually own that territory, literally legally own that territory, um, they're probably not going to move on to another group in the next 18 months. Now, we've got people that have been with us 25 years plus. Wow, wow. So um, it is, it's amazing to me. And of course, you know, with my 15 years, I've seen massive amounts of change, but our legacy friend netters, they talk about the good old days when Howie Bassett, the founder, was running the company. So there's a lot of history um, and just a lot of good people. Yeah. So I hear a lot of history. I hear a lot of talk of family when you talk about FranNet. What else do you really consider part of the culture at FranNet? I think one of the things that I've always just been amazed and so proud of is the, the sharing between. There's always a, you know, this is working for me. You might want to try it. Hey, have you tried that? A lot of best practices are consistently bubbled up, new things mentorship. It is um, the, the willingness to take their own time away from their business to help a fellow friend netter. I think that's what I'm the most proud of. Yeah. I. It's interesting that you mentioned sharing first. I've been speaking with lots of franchising executives over the past six months, mostly at, at some of the in-person events we've been doing. And, and recording their thoughts on the culture of their own business, but also the culture of franchising in general. And one of the, the two or three things that 
seem to come up in everyone's answer is something about sharing and, mm -hmm. and, you know, other organizations who might even be a competitor are actually sharing or helping uh, with, you know, some sort of information, advice, suggestions. Um, and I think a lot of that comes out at, at some of these in-person events that we go to, or over yes. the past couple of years, some of these virtual events that we've been doing. So um, any other thoughts on, on franchising in general? You've been in it for a while now. Is there, is there just something that just keeps us here and, and keeps everyone coming back? Well, I think it's the people. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, there is just some of the best friends I've made in my life in this industry. And um, that's important. But it is the overall willingness to share and to reach across lines, as you said, to do that. Um, I, I've participated for the past several years in the friendship program in one form or another, mentoring others. And I can tell you that just that is so rewarding to me. And I know there's a lot of other franchise executives that do that. Um, and thinking that we're helping and training the next generation of people in the industry means a lot. And I think that's why we all keep doing it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I think every year I seem to move further away from having a mentor to having another mentee, right? I think that's just the, the, the timeline of life happening here, folks. Um, tell me about the podcast, Just Jana. First of all, great title, right? <laughs> I can't take the credit. Our marketing team did that. All right. Way to go, marketing team. Um, so uh, tell me about, you know, who you're talking to and, and what you're talking about on this podcast. Well, we're so excited about it because, you know, some of the things we really wanted to do is to spotlight industry ex experts with relevant topics. You know, we want to educate the general population about the value of brokers and how it works. Um, provide education on the franchising industry to our clients and potential clients. Resources and things to consider if you're thinking about going into business. So we, we've really got a big audience because we think about our website and who comes there. It's potential clients. It's potential franchisor partners of FranNet. And so we wanted to have topics that touch all of those people. I've listened to the first couple of episodes and you, you kicked it off with Rocco Fiorentino and I could listen to Rocco talk, you know, uh, every week, I think. Um, I also really liked you had a group of, I think, three of the of the top consultants in the country. And you were really got into the details on what a consultant does. And I've been in franchising for 13 years now, I guess. And and I, I learned so much that I thought I knew, but I didn't. So um, I, I really like that one as well. Um, any Any other big plans for the rest of the year and in 2022 with the podcast on, you know, topics you really want to dive into or, or anything else? Yeah, well, in November, we're already slated to record um, Veteran in Franchising Spotlight, and mm. we got some exciting guests there. Later on in the month, we'll be talking to um, an expert on military transitions, and, you know, some things that people need to be aware of when they're working with that group. We will also be recording another group of 
top performing franchise brokers within FranNet. So you'll get to hear a little more about, you know, a different group and their processes. December, we already have slated um, an industry year-end recap with Edith Wiseman from Fran Data, oh, which should be fun, and more top brokers. Um, I'll also be interviewing Kathy Gosser, who is with the University of Louisville, former um, Yum brand KFC person, and she is very active in establishing the Yum um money that is going into franchise education at University of Louisville. So wow. she's going to be talking to the commitment that Yum has made, as well as the University of Louisville. And that is all CFE approved. So we're seeing franchisees and franchisors from all over the country on that. Um, and one other, let's see, we've got a lady that was just a speaker at our fall meeting that was such a hit. I definitely want to get her on the podcast. So just lots of fun tapping into people in the industry. Yeah. You, you know what I, you know what I didn't hear there? All of the usual suspects who we see on 75 podcasts per week, nothing against the usual suspects. Cause I think I'm one of them. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, you have some very different takes on the industry and it kind of goes back to that that connections that you've made with other organizations outside of franchising and kind of bringing them into franchising. I really like the idea of what you were saying about the University of Louisville having um, uh, some sort of franchising program. You know, we, we joke all the time on my podcast about um, nobody goes to college to study franchising. They find their way into it one way or another. Well, that might not be true in a few years. There, there will actually be college graduates who have studied franchising. So that will be very interesting. There's actually a track at the University of Louisville that's part of an MBA program. So it's an advanced. Um, they also are doing a certificate, you know, so it's not necessarily part of your regular right. uh, bachelor's degree or MBA. So they're doing that as well as we're doing, and I say we because I'm actually involved in it and I'm having a ball with that, but um, doing management boot camps for young brands and offering it to other franchise organizations. So it's just, it's, it's a lot going on. And um, Dr. Kathy Gosser is amazing and she's just great to work with. Back in a moment after this word from OneUp Web. When it comes to franchise marketing, OneUp Web has more than just a team that anticipates your needs and improves your metrics. They're an agency that's been successfully supporting franchises for more than 20 years. And I don't mean just those they're working with. The franchise marketing playbook they put out was fantastic. Their monthly franchise forward newsletter is a must read. And their website is filled with plenty of other great marketing information. Go to oneupweb.com slash socialgeek to learn more about them and snag some valuable resources. That's oneupweb.com slash socialgeek. I also wanted to ask you today about some challenges and, and maybe trends that you're seeing for the rest of this year, we only have a couple of months left, but also maybe the first half of 2022. Is there anything you're speaking with your clients about right now that they should be aware of or, or something they're, they're maybe uh, 
uh, not aware of, but uh, could be coming directly at them and something they need to prepare for. Anything come to mind there? Well, for our franchisors clients that we work with, you know, the franchisor partners, we're letting them know what we're seeing on the client side, the actual prospective franchisees. There's still a lot of fear out there. People are moving slower than they have at previous times. They're doing more due diligence. And I will say any franchisor who gets too salesy is out of the running. I mean, that's turning people off very, very quickly. So our franchisor partners may find themselves having to be a little more uh, lax with their structure. And, you know, it may not be in and out in 60 days. It may take 90. It may take 120. But letting people get comfortable with the process and asking the right questions Um You know, I think that for the clients, the people looking at franchising, I would tell them there's never been a better time because of real estate availability. Mm, Sure. Uh, And there is some fear still about if anything's bricks and mortar, oh, they get shut down. Well, you know, look at the concepts. We did a lot of um, webinars last year on essential services. And I think people were really surprised at all of the businesses that were classified essential services. So if if you're really low risk tolerance, look at those that were able to stay open and were very robust during the, the pandemic outbreak. So, you know, take your time, find that place that you feel comfortable with. And with franchising, the beauty of it is there's so many options. You don't have to say one size fits all and here this is, you know, you're going to sell hamburgers and french fries and that's it. Because there's so many other industries within our industry that people can pursue. I'm also wondering, too, if there might be some value in if someone wants to be a little bit more of a risk taker, a little bit more of a shaker of, of going into some sectors that other people are afraid of right now. Because what if there isn't another lockdown next year? What if we don't have another pandemic? Some of those other types of businesses could be in really high demand. Um, Without because, a doubt. Right. You know, everybody, everybody wants to find something that's pandemic proof. Well, you know, if you, if you can, there might be, might be some wisdom in looking at some other things as well. Um, tell me about the candidates that, that your franchisees are seeing out there. Um, are they are they changing? Are there are there demographics and age and backgrounds? Is is that very different than it was, let's say, five ten years ago? There are some. We're seeing some younger clients. We're seeing more women than we've ever seen. But that had been a trend that was yeah, coming yeah. anyway. Um, you know, as I tell people, when you really think about what it takes to get in franchising, you can understand why the client doesn't evolve a whole lot. You know, um, if you're in your early 40s and you've got children and you don't want to take as much risk, if you're in your early, mid, later 50s, you've kind of been there, done that. Now it may be time to venture out and take a little risk. So that's what you tend to see. We see people in their 50s, you know, typically married, have a working spouse. You just go through all these things, you know, a homeowner. Check, check, check. (laughs) Exactly. And, And if you think about the whys, it all makes sense. It really does, because these are the people that are now positioned to do something like that. But we are seeing younger people and we are seeing, like I said, more women venture out than we 
we've ever seen. The pandemic has caused, as we've all seen, the great resignation where people are really reassessing what they want out of this next stage of their life. So I think we will continue to see an influx of candidates. We just have to understand again, just because they're interested doesn't mean they're at the same pain level. We used to see people straight out of an outplacement office. Yeah, right, right. Very good. Um, if any of our listeners would like to learn more about FranNet or or uh, hear what you're talking about on the podcast or uh, uh, see what your team is up to, where can we send them? Well, love to have them visit our website. We've got tons of information there in addition to the podcast. And of course, it is www.frannet.com. And I hope they'll visit us and I hope they'll find some value there. Thank you so much, Janet, for joining us today. And I hope to see you again real soon. I'm sure you will. Conference world is open again. <laughs> All right, my friend, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Jack. Have a great day. Before we go, a quick word from Consumer Fusion. Consumer Fusion is the only all-in-one reputation management provider that helps remove inappropriate content online. 80% of consumers say that a negative review has prevented them from choosing a business. Consumer Fusion has removed over 60,000 illegitimate negative reviews across major directory sites like Google, Facebook, Indeed, and Yelp. Check them out at ConsumerFusion.com franchise. Consumer Fusion, keeping reviews honest. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. We're here to help you get yourself ready for the comeback of a lifetime. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.